are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Thanks for uh, making this your first listen of the day. As always, brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is an acronym. With John Schuster, I am Mike Lou. All right. We were talking about uh, just now before we went on, and then we said, why would we wait? When, why would we talk this off air when we could talk about on air and kill two birds with one That's stone? That's so true. Right. All right. So here's we're what bird, we're saying. We're not build bird killers. Only metaphorically you are we might, bird you killers. You might say to yourself, what could they have possibly been talking about, those idiots? And you know what? Here's what we were talking about. That it seems that it's always the narrative that a team that goes on to win the championship has one game they probably should have lost early on. Arizona, you I guess you could make the case this was their game. If there's any truth to that, uh, that there's rumor. sort of a there, there's sort of it's it's what I would refer to, and maybe this is accurate, maybe it is not uh, a sort of uh, Tyus Edney mythology that mm-hmm. goes into this. When right. UCLA won its title in was it '95? Right. Uh, Edney, who Man, was playing for UCLA, aren't we? Yeah, Edney, who was playing for UCLA, I think the Bruins were a one seed in that game against an eight or nine Missouri team. Missouri had a one-point lead, six seconds left. Uh, Tyus Edney gets the ball, uh, drives down the length of the court, makes a runner at the buzzer. UCLA wins that game, a game that it just as easily could have lost because Missouri took them to the edge. And instead, that didn't happen. UCLA wins a national title. Since then, there have been a number of circumstances and opportunities that have been suggested uh, for teams, boy, it's going to be tough in the tournament. you got to win that one game you could have lost. They could have gone either way. And if you get through that one game... It's almost like game, a rite of passage that we don't know if that this passage occurs. Actually or occurs or yes. exists. Right. Yes, because there are numerous examples of the rite of passage that doesn't. Mm-hmm. Then I'll give you an Arizona example from 2003. Uh, in the second round against your beloved Gonzaga Bulldogs, mm-hmm. uh, the Wildcats are in Salt Lake City and go multiple overtimes before winning a game that could have gone the, either and they way. they could have easily lost that game. Easily Blake lost. Stepped. If you were to tell Gonzaga before that game that that's the shot that's going to mm-hmm. decide the game, oh, I'll take yeah. that. You right. will take that shot. And there were numerous opportunities for that game to go either way. Mm-hmm. Arizona wins that game in the second round, uh, advances through the Sweet 16, loses in the Elite Eight. Right. Uh, and, and, and that should have been Arizona's rite of passage moment. Right. Uh, but it wasn't. Arizona lost two rounds later. Right. Uh, there are and 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 the thing about the tournament is one team gets to say that every year right. but there were a bunch of other teams in the course of the tournament that won a game that maybe could have gone either way right. we saw this in this tournament alone uh and and all but one of those teams are going to lose mm-hmm. uh so you know we'll see whether this whether we look at it this way like this is one of those games that uh you know benefits arizona or, uh, you know, if Arizona can put things together and, like the good team that they are, uh, be able to cobble enough to uh, get a championship or whether they uh, come up a little bit short. And at least we have the opportunity to talk about that. And if people want to discuss it in mythological terms, certainly they're allowed to do Now, that. Houston, Kelvin Sampson, he's one of these coaches that I think, like, he's a great coach. And I think he's one of these coaches that kind of gets lost because it always seems like he's kind of skirting the rules mm-hmm. a little right, bit. Right, right. Um, so people, I don't think, quite give him the due that he probably deserves. Yeah. But he also kind of brings on himself by mm-hmm. getting in trouble in most right. places. And I goes. think the Indiana stint hurt him, too. Big time, big time. Because, and so and those honestly, two things... If he doesn't get in trouble there, I think they probably... I, the fact that he has renewed his career 
as well as he has after Indiana is a testament to how good a coach and he in is. a place that, like Houston too. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of tradition, but a place too that he'll be there the rest of his career. Made the Final Four last year. I don't think anybody would be surprised if he made another Final Four or two while he's uh, yeah. You know, while he's at because that that's one of those places. There are there there are a few of those schools that aren't necessarily in larger conferences that have big city bases that you can function well. Mm -hmm. And if you can adapt from there, then you can be a very effective basketball team. Uh, What Penny Hardaway is doing at Memphis is an example of Mm -hmm. that. Uh, And Memphis almost beat Gonzaga uh, and and had a 10-point lead at the half. Mm -hmm. And that was a team that, to their credit, it'll be forgotten for everybody except for Memphis. Imagine having that game on and being told to watch something else. Oh my gosh, that would be that's that's that that can't, Imagine that's living. so that's so ludicrous that it could not have possibly happened. You know what? It can't have happened. No, you know what? You're John, you're spewing mythology. John again. Schuster is denying what happened, but you know what we can't deny here is the inevitability of the of the of Bet Online Sportsbook. <laughs> all right, now you might think to yourself, Mike, there's all kinds of sports books right here. Good to bet online. I can't really tell you why it's better other than the fact that the Locked On folks have signed up for it. And if it's good enough for the Locked On folks, it should be good enough for you people out there. It's good enough for me. It's good enough for John Schuster. Um, Arizona-Houston is a one and a half point game or a one and a half point line. We'll talk about that on the other side. We'll also talk a little bit about Sean Miller. Thanks for keeping the Locked On Wildcats. All right. Shu, you've been talking about it, how... Villain, or excuse me, uh, 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 Houston, Arizona. It's going to be a different battle for Arizona than what they saw against TCU right there. And I couldn't agree with you more. This is a team. This is a much. People keep saying, "Oh, it's a little better." No, it's a much better version of TCU. It's what it is. Uh, TCU played really well late and 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 came around nicely. Uh, and uh, Jamie Dixon did really good work with them to make them competitive as the season progressed. And and they had opportunities to win, obviously, against Arizona. Houston is better than TCU. They are. Houston is across the board better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're taller. They're 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 more athletic. They've got basically a bunch of six, seven guys across the board, right. and they're springy, and they're the best rebounding team in the country. Uh, so other than that, they suck. Other than that, well, you know, oddly enough, they're not consistent offensively, and if you can limit turnovers against their defense in the fast break, if you can, you, Houston's beatable. Right. But they're really good. Mm-hmm. The beatable because they do two things very well. Oddly enough, one of them is what Arizona does well. If you can force turnovers and get in transition, they're going to score. Right. That's how they score a lot of their points. The other way they score a lot of their points is if they get second and third chances on the offensive end because they are a great offensive rebounding team and a, uh, an excellent rebounding team, generally speaking. Arizona and this and this if this was the major concern about Arizona's performance against TCU that cannot happen against Houston. Right. TCU had twenty offensive rebounds if Arizona plays like it did and fails to check Houston during its offensive possessions Houston's going to have I don't know how many offensive rebounds they're going to have but it's going to be a lot and it's not going to be good news for the U of A the other thing that so but 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 there are things that Arizona can do Rebound, obviously, and it's difficult. Houston's going to get its opportunities. Everybody knows going in that you can rebound. Limit turnovers, which means you have to be 
tough. Your passes have to be made with conviction. This has also been an issue that Arizona right. occasionally has had. They can't have it against Houston. If they do, there will be turnovers. Right. Uh, they have to be able to force it on the inside because Arizona has a height advantage, and that might be the type of thing that can get Houston in foul trouble. Uh, the Cougars don't have much depth. Right. So one of the things that I'd look at from Arizona's standpoint as well in this matchup is can you force tempo early trying to benefit that later in the game because of Houston's depth issues? The unfortunate thing that concerns me is I, I wish this game was the second game of the week because of Houston's depth as opposed to Houston having four days to right. you know, get, get, get its Let's talk on. about a little bit uh, also about, about <clears throat> the, the, second, uh, the second possible game. Is there a better coach in the country than Jay Wright? Probably not. That guy is awesome. Yes, he's fantastic. You, and I watched Villanova. And, they don't. This isn't your vintage Villanova team where you're like, oh man, they're talent. They got they got you know talent across the board. This isn't just a very good Jay Wright team. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they're they're when you watch and and we've talked about this before. When especially in the offensive end, when you watch Gonzaga. You know that Gonzaga doesn't really need to be coached at this stage. Right. You know, they, they know what they want to do. They know where to go. You know, there will be a little bit of instruction on the sideline, but it already makes sense, and it feels like about through about 10 possessions, right. you aren't necessarily going to have to deal with what the coach tells you because you know what to do. Right. Villanova and Jay Wright's the same thing. Right. They, they're, they already know what they do. They're fundamentally sound. You know what to expect. They're going to be tough into the scouting report. They are – and – there's always somebody, and Jay Wright is that guy. The guy who gets a lot of publicity, yet not enough publicity for not getting the publicity his program deserves. Right, for sure. And, and, that is, and, and maybe that's a we're on the West Coast right. sort of thing, and he's in Philly. Maybe in the East Coast they get a lot more attention than I don't know about. But they're, you know, they're, he does an exceptional job with that program. Right. And they are a top-tier program for a reason, and he is it. Right. And, and they're now at a point where he can get the guys that he wants to make them favorably competitive year after year after right. year. Right, right. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about something that will keep you competitive in your pocket, and that is the GetUpside app. Now, again, promo code... Score. Score, because mm-hmm. we are a college. That's correct. Uh, we're a college situation right here. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, I could really use some help with the gas tank. That's what we're here for. We're here to help you save money, and that's what we're at. That's what you need to do. So, again, get the GetUpside app. Uh, get uh, code word score. Save yourself some money right there. Okay. Now, let's take a quick break. We're going to talk about Sean Miller. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast. Sean Miller is going back to Xavier. Quite frankly, I'm glad he's gone out of here. Um, I think this is a good move for Xavier, and I think it's a good move for Sean Miller. I think that both of these people kind of go; they operate at the same speed. I think they're both. This is a very good fit for both. Yeah, yeah, they were. Uh, I, I, I think you and I talked about this on a number of Locked On podcasts a little bit before when Miller came up in conversation that. By by virtue of the way that all the NCAA sanction thing ultimately went through and they couldn't pin anything specifically on Miller, there were a lot of athletic directors out there who knew that they were going to face uh, a, a change as far as uh, their basketball coaching situation was concerned that were salivating at the opportunity to get someone who wins three out of four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, was, he did that at Xavier and was pretty damn close to doing that at Arizona too. Right. And we've discovered along the way that, especially based on a, a guy who was a star at Baylor, 
a guy who was really good at Washington, a guy who was a starter at Boise State, and five starters at Arizona that he can put he can put rosters together. He can man. put rosters together, and he can recruit. Right. He he knows talent. Right. And and you know that out of Xavier, out of a team like Xavier, you're going to get a you're going to get a coach who fights, and you're going to get a team that's hard nosed. Right. You know. Now, is that ever going to get you into the third weekend of the tournament? I don't know, but it's going to make you a tough out. Right. And 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 and, and you know, he's hey, a guy every- that he's a guy that I think at an elite <clears throat> level school will never get the most out of his players because he doesn't really know. That's not how his mind operates. His system doesn't operate that well. I mean, you could say what you want, but he was at Arizona 11, 12 years and he never yeah. got to the final four. I think there's a and Miller's an example of in football, I guess I would call this for lack of a better term off the top of my head, uh, the Dick Tomey or Bronco Mendenhall theory. Okay, where where you have <clears throat> the Mike Leach theory, you have you have a, whether you're at if you win nine games at one school, you overachieve. If you win nine games at a really good school, you underachieve. But right. you're always a nine win coach. Right. Doesn't matter where you are. You're a nine win coach. Right. Miller may be that version. Right. He may be a second weekend of the tournament guy, right. which can fluctuate in any of a different way. But yeah, I don't want to say it's a no brainer for Xavier. They're obviously going to take a lot of questions about, you know, what did Miller do behind the scenes? Many of which they may already be well aware of. Maybe Miller's learned some lessons. I am interested to watch a little bit of him based on, of all things, a 20-minute video that I watched online with him and Archie Miller breaking down Arizona and Gonzaga's offensive scheme. Mm -hmm. And while I don't expect it because he was a micromanager for the entirety of his career at Xavier, he was a psychotic micromanager in the entirety of his career in Tucson, and he's going back to Xavier... I'm wondering if, if if the year off will allow somebody like that to reflect a little bit and try to approach things slightly differently. Right. I don't know that I expect it to happen. I don't buy it for a second. And I you agree. may be right, but I'm but, but but I'm at least curious to see if it does. I heard this every year. We're gonna open mm-hmm. up the offense. And it you didn't know, happen. My FIBA rules, you know, or doing <laughs> international stuff, all that crap never happened. So I'll believe it when I see it. Either way, um, I'm, Coach, if you're listening to this, here's my message to you. I'm incredibly glad you are gone, but I think it's a good fit for you and Xavier. My, uh, But you know what? For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the Locked On Wildcats podcast.